What's up? What's up? What's up, good people? Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back. You welcome are now back. rocking with the best. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Ball and Chain <laughs> podcast where I'm the ball and she's the chain. And or I'm she's the ball, ball and I'm and the he's chain. the chain. However you put it, we ain't going nowhere. nowhere. It's great to be back with you guys one more time. Um, today. Today, today, are we ready for today? Well, you got some announcements for us. Announcements, How about some announcements? Announcements, yeah. announcements. Let's hey. get some announcements. So going. if you are looking for us, we can be found on Facebook and on Instagram at two divided by two. I was about to give you the website at two divided by two. The website is www.twodividedbyto.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at two divided by two, and you can hit us up on Instagram at two divided by two. And check this out. We have a new ministry family um, called Radical City. We are Radical City in Baltimore, and we can be found at Radical uh, City Family yeah. on Instagram. On Twitter, we are just Radical City Fam. There you go. I'm trying to get it all right. So yeah, I have two that two divided by two down pack, but he has he has Radical City down pack. I got pack. your back. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's just how we roll. <laughs> So you can definitely check us out. We'll have some stuff on um two divided by two's Instagram page promoting Radical City, pointing you over to that direction. But we ask that you follow us over there because two divided by two is all things married. But Radical City is for everybody. That's right. That's right. I mean, two divided by two is for everybody, yeah, too. Yeah, that's because, true. That's you know, true. people are either going about there, wanting to go into marriage or right. leaving out of marriage. Like right. you said, it's just all types of relationships that Definitely. go on. Two divided by two can help you with anything. Anything, anything, anything. Anything. That's anything. right. And so today we <laughs> want to help mood. you with something else. I, everything's a song today. Yeah. Last time we had terms. Today we got song. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get you when you know. tune into the Ball and Chain <laughs> podcast because we are just two crazy little things. Yeah. And we just do what we feel. Yes. yes. Ain't that right, baby? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so today we're going to talk about feelings. Today we will talk about feelings. Yeah. We're getting deep into the feelings because today's title of the show is married to mental issues yeah married to deep. mental issues when we first came up with this i started thinking about um martin the thin line movie you remember oh, that movie yeah. i love that movie yeah i mean it, it was it was it was crazy right yeah, i mean yeah. it started off with him drowning in a swimming pool that's right and it was it was it was just one of those movies where like you watch the whole thing because it started that it started at the end. Right, 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 right. And so what happened was he he's he's involved with this older lady. And, right. And she appears to be a little unstable mentally. But he doesn't know that at first. He doesn't know that at he first. He just feels that she's guarded. Right. Right. But, but. But. He appears to add to her mental instability. Yeah, absolutely correct. Right? And so this is a part of what we want to talk about today because we know that people um, out there, some of them may have some mental health issues or may have some mental illness issues, which right. are two different things. We'll get into get into those uh, differences just as, in just a second. But then we also have the other side of the coin where you have people who contribute to 
the mental health or the right. mental illness that is of said partner, right? And so there are some things that we can do to trigger our partners. There are some things that we can do to help calm them down. And yes. as partners in this fight, we need to make sure that we are doing what we can do, doing, doing our due diligence to help our partner out. That's absolutely correct. And I think it takes a strong individual to be with someone with Papa strong. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. Spin it strong cuz yeah. it ain't no game. It's not a game. It's not a game and and being involved with someone with mental health issues can cause more damage if they're not careful. Um first of all, you're taking on a on a load that you can't take on by yourself. So if you're married to someone or in a relationship with someone or or, or think there is possibility that you can be in a relationship with someone that is suffering from mental health or mental illness issues. It's imperative that you make sure that the person that you're involved with has a therapist, even if you are a therapist yourself. Because we know a lot of people that are married to therapists right. that feel like they don't need a therapist. Right, right, right. And 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 I don't believe, you know, that you can be your spouse's therapist. Not only that, you so you mentioned the therapist piece, but I think that sometimes we need to take it a step for a step further. And sometimes people not only need therapists, but they also need psychiatrists. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And I think a lot of people think that those are, are two or one and the same as well. So when we talk about mental health, we talk about mental illness. When we talk about therapists and we talk about psychiatrists, both of these, all four of these things have differences to their opposite partner, right? That is absolutely And so correct. We, need to, we need to definitely make sure that people are educated in those areas as well, right? Okay. And, and so what I, I first, I first want to think about the fact that sometimes we take words lightly right right and we always just say that my partner crazy right you know like you saying? started off with like the podcast you said we two are crazy and we just do how we feel we crazy little thing right but i've been knowing you long enough where okay. i don't think you'll take offense to me calling you crazy no not at all and i certainly don't take offense to you calling me crazy i mean call a spade a spade yeah it's something it is a little bit off but we're, we're using <laughs> we're using this term lightheartedly but not talking about mental illness right, and yeah. mental, mental illness and mental health. Absolutely, we are just talking about just joking around, right. being fun, you loving. Know, that's all absolutely of that type correct. Of stuff, right? Absolutely correct. And, and, and so, you know, I want to just I wanted to put that out there because sometimes couples they use those terms in those manners, and and in our situation because neither one of us suffers from mental health or mental illness issues. Okay, I believe it's okay. But sometimes we really do have partners that use those terms, but one of the partners is suffering. That is correct. And I think is really crazy. It, 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 it's, it's hard for someone to say, you know, you're crazy when you know they have mental illness or mental health issues because that would give them some type of complex, I would imagine. It would trigger. You know what it, I'm saying? I mean, it, 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 could, it could trigger. Right. I mean, but it, and when you think about it, it's like saying some, seeing somebody handicapped and you pointing out the fact that they're handicapped or, okay. or you calling them a certain uh, a, a name that's derogatory towards a handicapped person. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it puts them in a space where it's like, hold on, 
Now you you making fun of me. You talking about me. This is not joking. This is this something serious. And now you you put me in a space where I might feel like I need to defend myself. Okay, so you're right. So so mental health terms shouldn't be used. Mm-hmm. Um, or let me let me backtrack. So the word crazy should not be used when it comes to mental health issues. Is right. That, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's that's I agree. that's what I'm getting to. I, I mean, I, I, agree. I just just having I mean, you said a whole lot. Just but. having a dialogue just so that the people can understand, you know what I'm saying? Like that sometimes the words that we use, we might use them too lightly or too loosely. That is absolutely in, correct. In the wrong situation. That's absolutely correct. So we so we would not refer to someone as being crazy if they had mental health issues. We would not refer to some So what what happens if and, and you know, the producer told me to stay on target, but what happens if someone, you know, has m- more drinks than they should on a regular basis and we call them a drunk. Right. Um, Are you saying this in the same manner as far as using the term crazy to someone who has mental health issues? Is it okay to call somebody alcoholic when they can't control their liquor? Well, I guess it it really depends because because some people would take offense to that. So I believe that the reaction would still be the same. You know what I mean? Okay. Whether they considered it or not, whether it was considered by a professional or not, you know okay. what I'm saying? When you okay. when you start throwing out names, when you start throwing out terms, when you start giving people um, specific titles, then I believe that it leaves room for them to feel offended. Okay, and, got it. And as especially as a husband and wife, we don't want to leave each other feeling offended. That is correct about the things that we say to each other. I get it. You know what I I'm saying. And so, so I just wanted to put that out there, just because because I think that sometimes, you know, as partners, we might joke about some some things that that maybe the other partner doesn't think is funny. I know you and I have certainly gotten into, you know, situations like that before mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I might think something is hilarious. No. And you and like, yeah. uh, no. well, don't make me smack you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so you know, right. I, I get it. just in that space. But now let's let's dive into some definitions. Okay. okay? All so right. we, we talked about mental health. You got, what, what would you say is mental health versus mental illness? Okay, so I would say that mental health means that you... Okay, so let me read you a textbook definition instead of just putting it in my own words. Then you want me to break it down? Probably not. That's I don't all right. know. Never mind. I Let's was just, see. I was just you know asking. how he is when I'll, he breaks I was, things down. I was just checking. Go ahead. Okay. A state of well-being, this is mental health. Mental health is defined as a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, and can work productively and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to their own community. Sometimes our mental health comes under strain from life's events, a relationship breakup, difficulty at work, and family issues. All of us have varying thresholds for how much we can cope with or before our mental health suffers. Okay. That, that's All right. mental so, health. So it sounds like mental health would be in the more positive direction when it comes to, you know, how a person thinks and feels about particular things well i guess uh, when i when i read that definition i felt like mental health is how we're born just like physical health normally in in a normal circumstance we are born with all fingers all toes all sight 
all hearing, every, everything is functioning. I think so, all those things are positive. Right. So, what? Well, okay, then go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with your next. Go ahead with your next. No, I'm just, I'm with you. Right, but, but I was just Continue saying. Continue on. I was, I was just saying before anything is tainted. Happens. Right. Right, mm-hmm. before anything happens. Yeah. I think once we start talking about mental illness, I think it goes in another direction. But I think as far as a state of well-being that it's 100% the way God intended us to be when we were born. Okay. I like it. I like right. it. Again, the way God intended is a positive thing. Right. So I'm still with you there. Okay. We're, Got we're it. tracking. Got and it. so now we talk about the mental illness piece. Okay. All right. So mental illness, illness, mm, mental illness is different from mental health. Mental illness includes a range of conditions, which they are standard criteria used to, I'm sorry, which there is a standard criteria in which they are diagnosed, such as depression, anxiety, substance abuse, substance use Substance use disorders. Okay. <laughs> a mental illness significantly affects how a person feels, thinks, behaves, and interacts with other people. Okay, read that sentence about the substance use disorders again because okay. previously you had mentioned something about alcoholism mm-hmm. and, and, you know, kind of alluded to the drug use and mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So read that sentence again so we can Without kinda, being tongue-tied, right? Hey, however you uh, want to do it. Okay. If you want to do it with all the, you know, the redos, then that's fine too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Mental illness includes a range of conditions for which... There are standard criteria used to diagnose them, such as depression, anxiety, and substance use disorders. Okay. Okay. And then it says a mental illness significantly affects how people think, feel, behave, and interact with other people. Okay. So, I mean, when you talk about mental illness and and even when you throw in the substance use issues or disorders Mm -hmm. um you're talking about a state of really not being in that perfect sense that we were talking about when it regards to mental health and really trying to get ourselves back to that place because a lot of times people use those substances and use those different things in order to combat the negative feelings that they have that is correct in the mental illness space right right and so with that being said like what do you what do you feel um is is the biggest piece that that drives people from the state of mental health to mental illness. Hmm. Okay, so we have an answer for that. Okay. It says that it is helpful to think of mental health and mental illness as separate entities working independently. You can have good mental health but be living with a diagnosed mental illness that is that is and can be treated successfully or you can have Poor mental health, but not have an illness. Okay. All right. So I think that the first thing is given, and so when I use the the example of the body again, like we started talking about originally, Mm -hmm. you can have good health. Everywhere else, no high blood pressure, no no sugar diabetes, no no blindness, no no any other thing, but cancer can attack your body. Right. And I think that. That's good. That's a real good. I analogy. think yep. that you can exercise three times a day and eat a well balanced diet and 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 spiritually it, 
are healthy and emotionally are healthy. But if cancer affects your body, you still have an illness. Right. And I think that we as society look at physical illness as something that can be helped and mental illness as something that can't be. Right. And I think that they both can be with proper treatment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally like that, man, because when you think about it, society also tries to lump them together. That is correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a person is mentally ill, then they can't be mentally healthy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it sounds incorrect. like from what, what the definitions that you've given, that they can be two things that are uh, separate, in their own living in their own space that is absolutely correct because you can have you can put someone with mental illness and, and we know a lot of people that suffer from bipolar anxiety we we know a lot of people on the spectrum we even know people that suffer from autism and things of that nature you can put someone with bipolar next to someone with mental health issues who the person that is bipolar is more effective in their world, in their society, in their workplace, in their marriage, because they're getting treatment, they're under um, a, a doctor's care, they're taking medication, versus someone who has trust issues mm. and is following their spouse around and stalking them. That's mental health. That's not, well, I don't know, depending yeah, on how far they go. It could be illness, but, yeah. you know, we don't yeah, know. Right. But, no, but but let's just say it, it doesn't have anything to do with mental illness. Let's just say they've been hurt really bad. Yeah. Just like the movie in, in that we were referred to when we first opened up. It's a thin line. Yep, go ahead with the song. See, you you had me singing. You, Between you, love You started singing, so, you know, yeah. Ooh. But anyhow... <laughs> <laughs> But but seriously, it, it literally can be that someone who, who's just been hurt after relationship after relationship, who's been lied to, has a problem, has a fear yeah. with loving someone, has a fear with letting their guard down. And that fear can be so crippling that it's like mental illness. Right. And it's one of those things that can actually harm the mental health of yes. a person. Yes. You know, when we go back, we reference back to the movie, you know, she's, she had been mistreated so many times that because when she when she ended up getting someone that she thought was real and then she found out that he it just wasn't, wanted to gtd you know, yes right <laughs> y'all remember that time? yeah i remember that time we, that's from martin right that's from martin wasn't yeah. that from martin yeah, yeah that that's it you gonna tell the people what it mean get the draws yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right when, when she found that out she realized you know it, it kind of it pushed her over, over the, the edge. edge yes yes you know what i mean and so that that's a good space right there because we don't know what people are going through and we don't know what could be the straw that breaks the camel's back did i not tell you that before the podcast Yes, absolutely. I had a day today, y'all. Right. I know they told me to stay focused. But no, <laughs> she just can't I, do it. <laughs> I had a day today, right. and I don't suffer from mental right, illness. Right, right, and, I, right. and I think I, I would say 90%, because I don't think anybody's mental 100%, health is 100%. Right. So I would say I'm borderline borderline between 85 and 90% on a good day, okay, right? you rating to, yourself in yeah, anything. I, well, you my spouse. Not you a, might tell them 60. I don't know. Not a problem. But anyhow, I... 
I consider myself having great mental health. I consider myself having good emotional and spiritual health. But today has been a day. Yeah. And it has been a day since 5 o'clock this morning. And every hour it has been something else. Right. And I remember you saying just lay down. Just rest. Yeah. And, and after the podcast we got four more three more appointments after this. Right. And and so if you are not in a position where you can care enough for yourself to get the rest that you need, whether you have mental illness or mental health, I think that anybody can be affected. I, I was ministering to someone today and I told them that each time Jesus fed a multitude or each time he did a miracle or each time he brought somebody from uh, uh, back from life or each time he healed someone, he retreated off to himself. Yeah. It was important for him to, to get, preserve his yes, mental health. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So I, I think that that we should take a, a lesson from from our Savior's book. If 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 Jesus needed to take a break from y'all. <laughs> That's right. Folk, folk. Right. <laughs> Then, the, the, then certainly you as a yes, human being that absolutely. doesn't have Christ in, in you know, 100% yes, in you absolutely. has to do the same. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's just even think about your scenario, right? Whereas though you don't have mental health or mental uh, illness issues, but think about if a person who does have problems, um, they experience a day like the day that you had. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that that magnifies and amplifies the feelings that they have going on inside of them because, number one, mental illness is usually uh, the cause of them not knowing how to process the feelings that they're having. You know what okay. I'm saying? A, a lot of times I'm saying, I'm not saying 100%. Right, right. But a lot of times they don't know how to process these feelings. And so if they have one of those horrific days, you know, and it's added on top of them trying to process all the other things that they're going through in their mind, I mean, this thing could turn catastrophic quickly. That is absolutely correct. And and I just want to not, not challenge what you said, but I want to challenge the viewers thinking. Challenge. Not the viewers. Well, I keep, I, maybe we're going to be on TV one day because I keep saying viewers and, and we're on the podcast. Speak and it. <laughs> Speak it, baby. Speak it. But, if y'all want to see two divided by two <laughs> on the screen, y'all need to be listening in. Y'all need to be typing in. Y'all need to be writing your your, your senators and your mayors, all Congress. That. Just all just that. let them know. Like we got to get two divided by two in front of the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I want to challenge your thinking because not everyone with mental illness may have a problem knowing how to decipher and figure out what's going on it may be a chemical imbalance preventing them from right. doing and that it. and that's why i said and, it wasn't you know i right. was i wasn't speaking with a hundred percent you know what i because mean because people yeah. with good mental health may have a problem prioritizing right may have a problem you know allocating it and delegating and all of those things come from because if you are I, I remember my first lady shout out to dr anita phillips oh man um, if she was on here she'd oh be my god tearing she, this yeah and we apart. wouldn't say and nothing. she has her own podcast which is called in the light make yes, sure you're checking that out definitely. on all platforms as well but i remember when she said that she had to get delivered from being a perfectionist yeah because you can put so much pressure on yourself because you're trying to make 
everything perfect and nothing's perfect but Jesus Christ That's right. and so I, I know like I, I was just talking to our team the other day and I was like these are the things that I am anal about these are the things that I despise these are the things that really you know and I'm like cook your grits oh my gosh yeah but that is me right right I don't have a right to put that on anybody else that type of pressure on anybody else or vice versa. So it, it sh- you just have to be careful that your mental health and your mental illness, well, I'll specify your mental health, doesn't have a right to affect other people. Your mental illness will affect other people. It's just like cancer. So if you are suffering from cancer, someone will have to take you to chemo. Yeah. Someone will have to watch you wither away. Someone will have to watch you regurgitate when you taking taking you know the medicine, or somebody will have to take you to radiation. There are times where you can't help other people from being affected by your illness, but as much as you possibly can, you have control over your mental health. So it's very important for you to take ownership in that. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about the the partners that have to live with people who are experiencing trouble mm. in the mental illness space, right? Okay. Because we, we we understand that mental health, you, you need to do your spa days, you need to go read a book, you need to go, you know, sit on the mountaintop and all of those type of things. We got that. You want to preserve your mental health. But what happens when you have mental illness and you are the spouse or you're the partner of someone that has mental illness, like, because you said that it, it affects everybody. It affects people like there's a cancer that might be running in your body. And so if that's the case, then that means that I might have to be a caregiver for my spouse because of their mental illness issues. Mm. You know, there might be some bad days that go on and my spouse doesn't want to get out of the bed. Or maybe a week has gone by and my spouse hasn't washed properly. Or, you know, any of these things could happen. So what about being a caregiver for your spouse during these difficult times? Well... The easiest way for me to say to do that is to first pray. Um, And I think it depends on when it came about. Okay. Because we have people that don't even know they are suffering from a mental illness and has just been like that all their life. You ever met somebody and say, oh, that's just such and such. That's just how they are. Right, because they've grown so accustomed to being ill that they don't even know that they're ill anymore. They don't even know that Mm -hmm. they're ill anymore. And then what they do is they try to mask the feelings and and mask, you know, the temptation and try to resist acting a certain way. And then you marry this person not knowing that they suffer from mental illness. So then it's like a slap in the face to you because, one, you weren't prepared. So that's one type of marriage. Then the other type of marriage is marrying someone with mental illness thinking that you can handle it or fix it or fix it yeah or fix it and then the third thing is marrying someone that didn't suffer from mental illness wasn't masking the mental illness but then trauma happens Mm -hmm. and then mental illness come I remember when um because just like bipolar we had to learn a lot about bipolar bipolar can be triggered by trauma And so um, one of the movies that just recently came on, I think me and the kids were watching the other day, was um, Why Did I Get Married Mm Too? And it was right at the end. And for so long, um, Janet Jackson's character had held on to all of the trauma surrounding 
their baby's death. Right. And then when they got to the point where they just walking around on eggshells together and they're just pretty much coexisting, um, the marriage came to an end. And she just went berserk. And I think that if you do not see the signs that, one, your spouse need help, and, two, you need help. There are so many people. There are so many people that are married to people that have children that suffer from mental health and mental illness issues, and they have to realize. I'm talking about the person that is good. Mm -hmm. They have to realize that you're going to need somebody to talk to, too. Do you think that these people get married and they never see the signs? What do you think about that? Uh, so I gave you the three the three different. I think it's yeah, I, all I, I, no, different. I know, but I'm, I mean, I, I'm just saying that, that sometimes you you see these relationships and and some of them will say, "I never knew." You know what, what? No matter what stage they got they got married in, right. I'm just saying they'll they'll still be like, "I didn't know it was." You know, they were suffering from this. I didn't know. Like, how is it that these people were able to hide these these illnesses? I think we so see what we want to so see. Well, yeah, there I you think go. we that, I think we see what, what we want to see, and I think that we we ignore the red flags. Mm-hmm. I think that we uh, there. There's an example. Um, I remember talking to someone one day and the one of their, and this was a, this is when we first started working with couples. The wife had said that the husband never wanted to go anywhere. She's like, he never wants to go anywhere. He now know if you remember, he never wants to do anything. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, well, when did this come about? We started asking, well, what, what, were they always like this? And that we would go out sometimes, but not all the time. We always ate in or we always watched movies in and all of that. And, and this person didn't just start being a couch potato. This person just didn't start deciding not to want to go anywhere. At first it was romantic because y'all was courting and y'all was boo loving and y'all laid up they in Netflix the cutting and, chilling. and all that. Mm-hmm. They doing all that. Right. But now, they okay, you, you four years in. Right. And you want to go out. Right. You want to go with your other couple friends. You want a vacation. You want to do that. And this person literally just wants to stay in the house. Okay, so it's a difference between just vegging out on the TV watching your favorite shows versus, okay, there's something wrong. Right. And you, I mean, you've been in this relationship and you never even knew that your partner was depressed. Never. You know what I'm saying? Like, these, these are all, all signs that are pointing to a person that is dealing with and suffering with depression and you just think that y'all hang out at home right. because that's but, the place to be. Right, but no, but that's attractive to you at first because if you were cheated on from a man that always, always went outside out. yeah. and yeah, always it, was cheating and left you home. It's actually one of the things that you was looking for It was something man. You wanted mm-hmm. somebody that just went to work and came home. Yeah, so now you, you just you, got a man to just go to work and come home, and now you're looking like, ho. You're just missing the flags. You're like you, you're driving right by them because you're looking Absolutely. in a different direction. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's, that's important that, that for those people who are not yet married, that you – Pay attention to all the signs. Absolutely. Right? Because, I mean, like Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? Absolutely. Sometimes love, no, not sometimes, love is not enough to make a marriage succeed. You need to say that again because you was tongue-tied on that one. It's not enough to make a marriage succeed. Absolutely. It's just not enough. You need more than love. And I think that that's a place that people um, don't realize that, yo, it's going to take more than me loving you. Absolutely. I can love you till we blue in the face, but if we can't 
co-parent, if we can't, you know, help each other work these bills out, if we can't do all the things, that, the other things that it takes in order for our marriage to work, then love is not going to hold you together because you're going to get so mad about all the other stuff that love just simply won't be enough. That's absolutely correct. Uh, their um, National Alliance of Mental Illness um, says that when you're married to someone with mental illness, you have to resist the urge to say, just try harder to be better. They said if you, your son, your wife, your brother, somebody you love was having an asthma attack, would you tell them to try harder to breathe? Right. That's good. That's deep. Yeah, that's good. That's deep because you. <laughs> if I could do it, I would. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And you, would, I, you don't got to tell I me absolutely. to try to breathe. If I, if I could breathe, then I would breathe easily. Absolutely. And I believe the same is, is, is goes for someone that, you know, is struggling with mental illness. If I could do it on my own, I would do it. Like, this is nothing that I want. Nobody wants to be ill in any way, shape, or form. And so, if I it, like, don't just tell me that. Don't try harder. Right. Give me a break. Come on, man. So, it says mental illnesses are scientific, scientific and physiological illnesses that need to be treated as such in order for wellness to be achieved. And I think that there are so many people running around um, trying to take home remedies, trying to do CBD oil, trying to do anything that they possibly can, medicinal marijuana and, and Hennessy and whatever else that they possibly all could. Loud. All of that <laughs> to be able to quiet or quieten the noises, yeah. silence, the noises, and you can't do that. You need the help of a psychiatrist and the therapist. Yeah. It's not just one. You need a team. Yeah, so you need a team. Let's let's talk about that piece because we we talked about the difference between mental health and mental illness, and uh, we got to get to the piece about the therapist and the psychiatrist. Okay, tell tell the people about that. Your therapist is going to be the one that that does what. They're going to be the one to talk you through it. Okay. To be able to give you tools, to be able to give you strategies on how to manage your mental health. Because even though you have a mental illness, if you are diagnosed with a mental illness, you still have to control your mental health. Mm -hmm. See, you think about a psychiatrist, you think of somebody that's going to prescribe you the medicine for your mental illness. So if we go back to the analogy that we used about the body, you do not stop seeing your primary care physician because you have cancer. You see your primary care physician for everything else, but you see your oncologist for your for cancer. cancer. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you may have to add another doctor into the mix, depending on what type of treatment you get. Because if you get radi radiation, then you need to add the radiologist. Right. So then you may have a team of three doctors. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then you may have a, uh, when we're dealing with mental health and mental illness, you may have a therapist. You could have a caseworker. Okay. You could have a psychiatrist. Okay. You could have a um, psychiatric nurse. You could have a physician's assistant. And then you could have a hotline. So there's five people mm -hmm. that could effectively be on your team. Right. Besides your husband, besides your wife. 
right? Besides the people that are in your home, your friends and family, you may need five people. It doesn't mean that because you have five people on your medical team to take care of your mental health, to take care of your brain, to take care of the, the, the organ that, that affects everything in your life, it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you ill-equipped because if we go back to the cancer you have your primary care physician you have your oncologist you have the radiologist you have you have your pharmacist Mm -hmm. because your pharmacist have to be able to calibrate all of the medicines together that you're taking that's why every time you go to the doctor they ask you for a list of medications that you take and then you may have to add a nutritionist onto that because the nutritionist got to make sure that you're eating the the food that you need to eat that you may not be eating anything that's going to exaggerate the cancer right so you may have six people on your medical team but ain't nobody running around talking about something woe is me i'm not trying to save my life from this cancer but people don't try to save their life from these panic attacks and people ain't trying to save their life from this bipolar or this schizophrenia or anything else that they can possibly have so it's important to make sure that you are well in all facets of your life absolutely absolutely and so i just want to um want to talk about some ways that that mental illness can affect your marriage right and um and one of those ways is is isolation where where one of the partners, either the one with the illness or the one that does not have it, wants to be apart from everybody. They want to separate themselves. Right. Another another place where it can affect it is stigma, because the person with mental illness can become and, and start to feel ashamed about right. what it is that they feel like they might be going through. Right. And um and I and in marriage that's that's really tough because you want your partner to be at at the best that they can be. Um, another another place that um, mental illness can affect marriage is in grief. Absolutely. Because we don't understand that that having a mental illness, people have to go through a grieving process because the mental illness often has taken something away. There's a loss that has occurred. That's correct. And so the grieving process has to play out in order for you to understand, okay, Things aren't going to be the same. You know, when you lose somebody that you love in your life, you have to come to the come to the the understanding that from now on in my life, things aren't going to be the same. And that same thing has to take place when you're talking about marriages. Um, A fourth area would be over functioning or under functioning, Mm. because we see that that people with mental illness they can be in a space where they're trying to use these things as a coping mechanism. Right. Just as we talked about, you know, a person sleeping in the bed, that they, they might be suffering from some form of depression right. or something of that nature. Somebody who is out running around and won't ever sit down right. may also be be trying to hide or deal right. with some form of depression. Right. Um, and so that's a that's a major place where you see over-functioning or under-functioning uh, being being detrimental to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And lastly, which is one of the largest areas, is the area of intimacy. Mm. When you talk about mental illness affecting a marriage, you have to talk about the intimacy piece because there's going to be so many different levels of stress that it could affect how things go, not only in the bedroom, but also in, in the place that you guys are intimate 
with each other. And, and again, not just talking about sex-wise, right. but just talking about cuddling, just talking about being yeah. a friend, being, you know, somebody yeah. I have a headache. other. Be careful about that. I have a headache stuff. Yeah. If you... Always if, got a headache. Yeah, if they always got a headache and don't have an aneurysm, there's something going on. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, without a doubt. Like, you know, I just think that couples probably should more often than not want to be with each other. And so when a person is using the excuse of, or any excuse, not not just a headache, because it could be any excuse to get out of, you know, being intimate with you mm-hmm. as a partner, then obviously, like you said, there probably is something else that's going on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to give you some quick, quick um, things that I want you all to look at when you... Um, thinking about whether your spouse suffers from any form of mental health or mental issues. Um, It says good mental health is about living life to the fullest potential. It's about being socially connected and having fulfilling social relationships, feeling good about your life, setting goals, and being able to make decisions. Here are some attributes that have been found to be associated with good mental health. If your spouse doesn't um, have any of these attributes or suffering from um, some of them um, in the opposite way, I would suggest you all seek some help. Resilience. Resilience is the ability to cope well with stress and is able to bounce back. Social being, social well-being. This is another important aspect of mental health. Healthy relationships support good mental health. Being socially isolated or not having supportive relationships can impact your mental health. Looking after your mental health, that was what we were discussing, like Jesus did, taking time for you, making sure that you are um, able to regroup, unwind, relax, and talk about how you feel. Don't self-medicate with alcohol or drugs. While alcohol can be temporarily, while alcohol can give you a temporarily, temporary lift and help you relax the downside is that it interferes with your sleep and can make you more anxious increase feelings of stress in the long term you don't even like talking about drugs every time I, you talk I, about listen, drugs you get tongue-tied listen, like you, I, that's a you whole nother show that's <laughs> like, a whole drugs don't even want to come out your nah, mouth I don't, I don't like drugs y'all gonna learn about i, I can't do drugs i can barely do a tylenol uh, mindfulness mindfulness is a technique used to anchor your thoughts in the present moment that's yeah. meaning if you all are out to dinner and your spouse is always wandering off let their thought process is somewhere else and you have to get their attention because they're not in the room yeah. um that's what mindfulness when talk, is when we talk to our couples we talk about being present being present you know? being present and meditation there is precise it's a precise skill that can help you manage your mental health and always um, also mental illness and it helps you um, release some anxiety and depression gratitude psychologists have found that people who practice gratitude and being thankful um, feel more better um, positive emotions and are happier stress management managing stress is important for good mental health remember that managing stress is important for good mental health nine cognitive diffusion this is a technique to detach yourselves from your thoughts and it's helpful to be repetitive um and then the last one um 
that's not on this list is the one that I'm going to give you um, that I'm surprised is not on here is exercise. Yeah. I'm surprised that that's not on here because many, many therapists and, and, and psychiatrists and psychologists will tell you um, that it is important for you to exercise. Move your body. Yeah. Round and round. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I don't mess, remember the mess. Mm, mm, mm. Don't worry about it. They got it. I remember the Cupid Shuffle for though. They, mm. I, no? Oh, I mean, Cupid Shuffle. Okay. Yeah, that, that didn't quite, okay. quite take Never the mind. same. But it's okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to the end of another yeah. Ball and Chain podcast. Hopefully, you were able to get some tips and tools about I'm the ball, he's the chain, and he's the ball, and I'm the chain. And mental illness. <laughs> hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we were able to help you. Even in the middle of our silliness, yes. we've tried to to give you some stuff that uh, that will help your marriage grow. Yes, because I believe that many of us are dealing with a situation in our homes right now, especially for um, for people who have not been diagnosed or people who right. who haven't gone to get themselves checked out right. and they're feeling some type of way all the time. All the time. Right? So we, we want you guys to be healthy. We want you guys to be healed. But most of all, we want you guys to be whole. Yes. Again, this is the Ball and Chain Podcast where I'm Podcast, the- babe. Say it again. Later can't hurry up for the music. Where I'm the ball and she's the chain. (laughs) And sure, she's the ball and I'm the chain. And sometimes you just can't stand either one of them. But no matter what, we not going nowhere. Nowhere. See you next time. Next time.